found ourselves on 52b mem nun bet amud bet as follows we're still discussing uh, laws of shmita revi lai cuts kanfitai deshvit what uh, happened was that uh, revi lai cut down a palm tree with unripe dates uh, in the in the year so hey avid haki so the gemara asks how could he do such a thing loch la amarachman of lola hefsid what you're allowed to do in terms of uh, um, doing agricultural work on the Schmitty years only for eating, uh, but not to destroy it. Uh, the only thing you're allowed to do is to eat it. Uh, maybe you'd only say, maybe that's only when it's defined as a fruit. Uh, and this, uh, because in this case, maybe you could say, yeah, because these, uh, these unripe dates are not even defined as fruits. Law, you might think that uh, you could chop it down because it's not defined as fruit. However, Rav Nachman said that Rav Bavua says these these coverings of these uh, dates uh, of Orla, okay, it says Asiri, they are forbidden, uh, even though they're not the fruit itself, it's just a covering. Because they actually guard the fruit, so they actually are uh, considered really part of the of, of the fruit itself even though they're just the the, the peel or the uh, the coverings uh, of it so it, they are defined as part of the fruit uh, the Gemara says so in, when do they uh, when when do they serve as protection for the fruit? Because obviously when the the, the fruit is uh, immature, uh, it says But still they defined it's still called fruit. It says it acts as protection for the fruit. So therefore uh, it's still even in its immature state it is defined as fruit. Rav Nachman said no. I'm going like Rav Yossi. Uh, as we learned in a in a Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi Omer Smadar Asu Bimnei Shu Peirei. Rabbi Yossi said uh, the, the the these small little buds of grapes in a very early stage uh, of uh, of uh, the grapes is different. Uh, stages in the in the growth of grapes and there's a very early stage straight after uh, the uh, blossoms uh, grow or, uh, fall off uh, the vine these little buds they're called smadar okay they are defined as fruits uh, okay the rabbis say no uh, that is too early for it to be fruit uh, and that's uh, that, that is what uh, um that's what we're saying uh, in terms of uh, Rav Nachman. Uh, you know, that's the the, the issue is uh, over there. Rav Nachman, in the name of Rav Abovua, uh, was holding that these early stage uh, things, uh, early stage grapes, are still defined as fruit. Uh, but what Rav Eli uh, actually did was actually fine because it wasn't even defined as fruit. Matkev uh, Rav Shimi However, Rav Shimi of Naida uh, argued uh, against that. Uh, he says, Me plea, Rabbanu Laida. Rabbi Yossi Bashar uh, not is it really true uh, that uh, that uh, the rabbis argue with Rabbi Yossi in terms of uh, all uh, trees, i.e. Uh, fruits of all other trees uh, except for grapes? Um, it says Vatanan. Uh, we learnt in a Mishnah. When can't you cut down uh, trees during the Shmita year? 
and uh, we see that by Chamon Rim, Kolena not Mishiotiu. All the trees, when the when the after the blossoms have have uh, fallen off, and the the it starts uh, even in a very early stage, uh, it starts giving forth its fruit. That is already defined as fruit. Ubaytila Amrim Baytila says no, uh, and he gives a list of different uh, items, and he says Haruvin mi yisharasharu caribs when they start forming chains. Avakafanim mi shiyigraiu okay when uh, the grapes start uh, forming these uh, kernels okay which. Um, we're going to discuss in a second. Vazetim, mishin neitsu, and and olives when they when they start blossoming. Ushakula elonot mishiyotiu, and all other trees uh, when they start producing fruit. So now, Amarav Asi, who boser, who garu, gerua, who polalavan. Rav Asi said it's an unripe grape, and it's this grape kernel that we had before, and it is a white bean. The Gemara interjects uh, and 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 says about that. Uh, what are you talking about? Pola Lavan, Sakadata. What do you mean it's a white bean? We're talking about grapes. What do you mean grapes are white beans? No, Ella Ema, Shiro, Gapola Lavan. No, the same size uh, of a small white bean. Uh, and that, that is what we are talking about there. So, in any case, Muman Shmat laid Amar, Boser in Smadalo. Uh, and and who did you hear was that said this unripe grape in a very early stage is defined as a fruit, but uh, when it's smadar, uh, this bud, it isn't a fruit. Uh, it, it says rabbanan, uh, uh, as we saw, we see there's the rabbis who obviously argue with Rabbi Yossi on this, uh, and and Katani, and what do we te- what what was taught? Shara not too, and all other trees uh, when they come out. So so really uh, that unripe dates, uh, therefore, uh, are, are really considered. To be the same as normal dates. In this case, so we have a problem uh, against uh, again against Ravi Lai. How could he cut down uh, these unripe dates uh, during the Schmidt year? Because they they would actually be defined as dates. Ella Ravi Lai the Kate. He cut uh, these uh, male trees down, and they had these stunted dates on. Uh, they never ripen on the tree. What you do apparently uh, is you take these dates off and you keep them uh, in a in a nice warm place with uh, you know in, in in some branches and leaves and stuff like that and that's the only way they actually uh, become uh, ripe uh, the, the these dates are never going to ripen on the tree and therefore uh, you can cut down uh, this because that's that's only that that is how you make it how you ripen these dates so you're not going to destroy it uh, in this case all right <clears throat> once we're talking uh, about uh, about this we're going to uh, discuss more Schmitty issues uh, you are allowed to eat grapes during the Schmitty year uh, you don't have to do the beer okay we're going to give a number of different uh, places or, or I mean um not places, we're going to see um, uh, time zones and, and, and things like that, as to when uh, you'd, you uh, would be allowed uh, to, uh, to, to eat it and when the time for beer has arrived. As mentioned, uh, according to Rambam, you'd have to destroy it. However, according to most other acronym, uh, um, etc., uh, all you have to do is actually uh, make it ownerless. Uh, so you go and you put it in a place and, uh, and uh, leave it there for a while, uh, 
designated place, and uh, if no one has come and collected it, everyone puts it in the same place, and if no one uh, has uh, come and collected it, uh, you may even be able to go back and uh, re- retake back what you've got. In any case, uh, we said, so we can eat grapes until uh, they have uh, the, the, the grapes in uh, uh, Ochel, uh, has uh, have have been uh, have been finished in Yesh Mechorot Mehen Ochlan Alehem. However, if there are grapes that are that, that are later than those that still exist, you can eat. Uh, you can continue eating grapes over there. Just really, what uh, the rabbis are saying is that the grapes in this place called Ochel uh, are the latest uh, developing grapes, and that, that that that's why I would say you know that, that we take it as rule of thumb that uh, once the grapes in Ochel are finished, uh, then all grapes are finished. But it could, there is there could be exceptions. Uh, similarly, Oklin Bazaitim, you can eat olives, uh, olives until you can't find any more olives in the place called Tukwa. Uh, <coughs> he says no, not to acquire this place called Gush Kalav. Good day, Shiani. And why? Why do we need uh, to know? I mean, well, not why do we need to know that? Uh, also, what we see at that time, uh, it says Good Shiai. Ani yotzei va'enim yotzei lo benofor a poor person. Uh, what happens is that means it's finished when a poor person uh, goes out and he doesn't find lo motzei lo benofor. You don't find uh, in any branches of the tree. You know, it might have uh, fallen down into the branches. Lo and uh, not uh, near its trunk uh, and uh, uh, rover, at least an olive, uh, an, uh, um, uh, a quarter cub of olives uh, that have fallen down. So a poor person won't find that amount. You might find one or two, uh, but that, that amount is defined as uh, uh, the poor people. It's not available anymore. Uh, similarly, Ochlin, you can eat figs uh, uh, all the time. Adshiklu, Page, Beit Hini, until these unripe figs of Beit Hini are no longer available. Okay, so just different uh, places uh, designating uh, the final time. So these are the, pl- the places, obviously, where these, uh, these fruits ripen latest. And therefore, once they're finished in that place, <coughs> then they'll be defined as finished <coughs> for the whole area. As we saw yesterday, uh, it's split into three different areas. Um, the Galil, Yehuda, and Evra Yadin. All right, uh, and now I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda uh, says about this place, Beit Hini, a law, whose Karu, Paga Beit Hini, Elel Inan Maaser. Really, we're only talking here in terms of Maaser. It's a Maaser law uh, that we're learning here, not in terms of Shemitah. Why? Did, uh, you know, what are we talking about? Tidnan, Paga Beit Hini, Vahani, Tuviana, Chayavin, Bamaser. These unripe figs of Beit Hini and these dates of Tuviana. Uh, Vienna, uh, which never, uh, all of them never actually properly ripen, uh, but still can be eaten. Uh, they are defined. Uh, it's not that you say, oh, they they not properly ripen, and therefore I don't have to uh, uh, take maser off them. No, they are obligated in maser. All right, Ochlin Betamarim, uh, another um, thing, Ochlin Betamarim, uh, it says, uh, the, we, we, the, 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 the mission <clears throat> in uh, in uh, Shvi it says you can eat uh, all of the dates in, in Huda until the last uh, tree, palm tree in Tsar has uh, finished producing dates. Rabbi Shimon Begam Gamle he says Ochlin ad al Ochlin al Sheba as we saw that he says you can eat it uh, as long as um 
uh, as long as it's between uh, the, 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 the palm branches. Uh, but you can't eat them once they are on, on the thorns over there. As you mentioned, the animals can't get to them if they're on the thorns, and therefore uh, that, that, that is defined as even though they're on the thorns, you might think they're available. No, they're not available. Uh, and therefore it's, uh, it means that uh, as long as you only find them in the branches, uh, that's when you it's defined as still there. But if they've fallen on the, on the thorns, then not. Okay, now uh, so we you know we 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 contrast that to Rumini. Uh, we say is that really true? Ochlin banavim acha pesach. And now we say you can eat for it, all the grapes all the way until Pesach. Vezaitim acha tzeret and 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 olives all the way until Shavuot. Vegrogrot ad Chanukah. You can eat figs all the way uh, until uh, Chanukah, uh, but in Tamarim, uh, you can eat dates uh, at a Purim. So you can eat dates all the way to Purim. Okay, so these gives uh, time frames in terms of the calendar uh, and uh, as, as opposed to geographical uh, places that, uh, that you'd have to know from an agricultural perspective exactly what's going on there. Rather, it just gives you uh, time frames in the year. I'm Rabbi, and Rabbi swaps the last to Rabbi Yochanan Tate, but Rata Machlev. Rabbi says uh, Rabbi Yochanan would swap the last two, i.e., uh, you can eat uh, figs until Purim and dates until Hanukkah. In any case, uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, it says uh, there is still a contradiction uh, because we'd said dates uh, could be eaten until those in Swar have finished, and now we give other Hanukkah or Purim uh, as the uh, as a as a time period, so so which is it? Is it so, you know uh, which one do we follow? Uh, and the you know is it is a geographical thing when they're no longer in Suar, or is it a time thing? Either Chanukah or Purim. So uh, the Gemara answers. Uh, we say both of these are actually one the same time frame, uh, and and really it was just expressed. One is a geographical thing, one as a time based thing. Ibatayim, uh, another answer. Ha'akatani beheja. That is uh, really what. What, what uh, we, we is another thing that this was uh, taught explicitly as we mentioned uh, if there are other fruits later than these uh, then you can eat them so really what we are talking about here uh, the, the, either the geographical area or uh, the time period whether it was Kanako or Purim uh, it's not a, a hard and fast rule it's kind of a, a rule of thumb uh, as it were and uh, if there are exceptions there are exceptions and you, you can actually see uh, with your uh, uh, with your own eyes and, and, and make a decision based on that uh, it could even be possibly earlier uh, but probably the rabbis are being uh, conservative and that's why there probably would be ones uh, that uh, actually carry on till later so those are the the, uh, the times we have to think about uh, and, uh, and worry about those times all right um, unrelated uh, issue once we're talking about uh, uh, fields and different fruit in different uh, uh, fields. So, so now we have the following. Tanya Rabbi Shomirin Gamliel Rashbag says Siman Larim. What we we often we see on mountains, the sign of a mountain uh, is uh, Milin. Okay, that these uh, gallnut oaks uh, that that you use in making uh, ink for for uh, for ink to to write Sifrei Torah and and mezuzot etc. Uh, that is the mountains. They usually they grow in mountainous areas. Okay, Siman uh, la amakim. If you a sign of a valley, uh, 
Talim, uh, that, that is palm trees. Palm trees grow nicely in a valley. Siman and Nechalim, a sign for a, a stream, is Kanim, is uh, reeds. Reeds usually go around a stream. Siman, Lashvela, and a uh, plain, uh, Shikma, that is, uh, you'd often see a lot of sycamore trees uh, in a plain. We'll get to the, the, the need uh, to know all of this in a second. Vavar, P. Shain, Ladavar, and this last case, uh, even though there's no explicit proof uh, for this, there is a kind of hint in a pasuk, a pasuk in Malachim Aleph, where it says, uh, the, the king made uh, silver in Jerusalem, kavanim, like, uh, like stones, and he made cedars, uh, which is obviously a very expensive tree, cedars of Lebanon. Uh, he says they, they are like the sycamore trees in the plain. So we see here that sycamores are commonly found uh, on a plain. Uh, going back uh, to what we had said, Sinarim uh, Amilin, a sign on, on mountains is these gornut oaks. Siman la amakim dekalim, and a good sign on valleys is a, a palm tree. Okay, nafkamina, what's the practical difference? Le bikurim, we say in terms of bikurim. Uh, in, in, as uh, did none, as we learned in the Mishnah in Bikurim, in Bikurim, Ella Meshivat Haminim. You only bring uh, Bikurim from the seven species, Velo Mitakalim, Shebarim, Velo Mipeirot, Shebamakim. You bring it, uh, you don't bring it for palm trees that grow in the mountains. We said a valley was a good place uh, to grow a palm tree. If it grows in a mountain, it won't produce nice quality fruit, so we ignore uh, the, the date trees that grow on mountains and we don't bring those bikurim and also other fruits uh, from uh, trees that grow in the valleys okay uh, and it says me amakim you don't do that uh, because uh, that's not a good place the valleys are, are you know fruit trees would grow better elsewhere but maybe not in a valley okay um, that's uh, that's uh, that's it if it means to grow on a mountain uh, then we don't bring it if it's if it grows in a valley <clears throat> All right, Simon Khalim Kanim, a sign for a stream is these reeds. Nafkamina, what's the difference? Lanachalaitan, for a Nachalaitan to this rock hard valley that, you know, where there has to be water over there, what happens is, is that if a corpse is found in between two cities, you go and you take a cough and, and the murderer. Uh, cannot be found and not identified so we do a whole elaborate procedure as mentioned at the end of uh, Shoftim, Pashat Shoftim uh, where we do the Egla Rufa uh, we take a calf and we decapitate it there in what's known as a Nachal Eitan, this very uh, strong valley uh, that has to have the stream there and uh, uh, so we see that uh, if you can find uh, this area, uh, that you can identify it, uh, that there is a stream there because it's got these uh, reeds uh, in terms of that. Okay, Simon Lashvela, Shikma, and a sign for a plane is a, is a, is a sycamore. Nafkamina Lamechog Memkar. So this is done for business purposes, uh, buying and selling. In other words, if a guy says, I'm selling you on the plane, if you sell him without uh, these, uh, without sycamore trees he could probably uh, demand a refund or say you or back out the sale uh, you know or, or, the, or the like so th- that's what we know right uh, in terms of uh, of that uh, we say hashtag atidlaki once you talk uh, that once you've arrived at the solution in terms of uh, saying it's there for commerce purposes kulanami uh, you can say the same thing if one of guys buying a mountain uh, you have to say it has these oak trees on uh, etc. All right.
Good. Next Mishnah uh, says Makom Shenagu uh, with further traditions. Uh, uh, we have um, we're going to see this is only uh, only at the end uh, is going to be related to Pesach. Uh, here we Makom Shenagu Limkor Bahema Daka uh, if uh, they are uh, in a place where you can sell small animals to uh, to non-Jews, uh, there is a custom to do so, Mokhrin, then you are allowed to do it. Makom shalor nagu limkor. However, if there are places that you can't sell, uh, that they've taken a stringency on themselves not to sell these uh, small animals to non-Jews, ain Mokhrin, uh, then you can't sell these small animals. Uh, but we don't, uh, in all places, we do not sell them big animals. Okay, gasa literally means uh, uh, thick animals. Uh, for example, like cows, uh, and uh, and that's it. Agalim v'sa'achim, and and uh, a calf or a young horse, uh, a foal over there. It says shleimim ushurim, whether they are uh, whole or damaged. Really, the reason for for this is uh, because. Is that uh, uh, the non-Jew is going to take it? Obviously, he doesn't have the laws of Shabbat, uh, and uh, and either there's going to be an issue uh, if he rents it to him uh, or or something like that. It's going to be used on Shabbat, and it's here. Yeah, it's a Jewish animal working on Shabbat, or else uh, they'll find something wrong. They'll cancel the sale, and retroactively there won't have been a sale taking place. Uh, that th- that's another reason. Uh, yet another reason it might be that it might the sale might take place uh, close to uh, Shabbat. But and you want to uh, and, and then the Jew will say something and call the animal to make sure uh, to show the non-Jew that uh, it, everything is fine with the animal that it can walk properly and and and, and then the the the, the animal uh, which is about to be sold to the non-Jew starts walking and it's loaded up uh, with something and that's the that's what's known as mechamer uh, putting a letting a, an animal that is loaded walk. Uh, the Gemara Vodazora also talks about the fact that uh, we are worried that uh, Jews and uh, non-Jews. Uh, might be involved in bestiality, and this would be uh, therefore a, um, a, a, a stumbling block in front of the blind uh, type of thing, uh, a lifna ever prohibition. So you know all different reasons uh, why uh, you wouldn't be allowed to, uh, to to sell these animals to a non-Jew. Okay, uh, whether they are broken or, or or you know were blemished or not, really the only time that you can sell them uh, would be you know it, the the smaller animals uh, we said, and uh, it would be so that for immediate slaughter, uh, then you could uh, you know sell them. Rabbi Huda Matir, uh, Rabbi Huda says Matir uh, Bushvura. He says you are allowed to sell them one that is broken. Uh, he says because it can't do any work, and all the guy will do with it is obviously just shecht it. That's fine. Ben Matira Matir Bushus and Ben Matira says you can uh, ride, uh, sell them a horse uh, to, to ride on. He says even though they're, they're not going to eat it, uh, horse meat even uh, you know they they probably don't eat the non-Jews don't eat. But uh, riding is not a, a Torah prohibition. Uh, working with animal in the fields is, uh, but riding the animal is not. All right, uh, now we get back to, uh, for a second to a Pesach uh, issue. Uh, in a place where people ate uh, roasted meat on Pesach night, uh, on the 14th of Nisan, outside of Jerusalem, or uh, you know when the temple was destroyed, uh, uh, then you are allowed to eat it. Uh, if there's a custom not to, uh, then you don't uh, do it. We'll discuss, we'll discuss that uh, in a second. 
Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, Rav Yehuda, Sidmanam Rav, Asur Lo Ladam, Shomar Basaze Le Pesachu. A person is not allowed to say uh, after the destruction of the temple, uh, this meat is for Pesach. Uh, why? Uh, and it uh, looks like you're making this meat holy, and therefore, once you've made it holy, you should uh, you have to bring it up to the Beit HaMikdash. Obviously, we don't have a Beit HaMikdash, and therefore, you're eating something holy, uh, that is holy meat outside. Uh, and Amra Papa, Rav Papa qualifies this, Davka uh, Basar. He says there's only specifically talking about meat. Aval uh, Chiti, law. We don't say, if a person says, uh, this wheat is for Pesach, uh, that you are worried that you've now consecrated a, uh, this as a mincha offering, and you'd have to bring it up as a mincha, which obviously you also can't do after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, no, we don't say that. Demincha Kama, really what uh, the guy is saying, uh, that this uh, wheat should be for Pesach, is means that uh, this wheat uh, that is growing here uh, should be watched uh, so that we make matzahs for it. Vosara uh, law and in, in meat um, and meat not uh, is it really not thing? It says made uh, you know is it really forbidden to say that uh, meat is for Pesach made uh, We challenge that. Am Raviosi Raviosi says Torosh is Romi nag hinhig et benay Romi lechol gadim mukulasim belayle Pesachim. What happens is this guy Torosh from Rome. Uh, he was uh, part of the Jewish community there. It seems that he played a a, um, a prominent role uh, in that uh, in the in the community in Rome at a point in time uh, he says uh, the Jews uh, he said there's a custom for Jews to go and eat a whole roasted kid literally an armored kid uh, what does that mean it's, it's really the, the you take all the insides out exactly as you would do with a Korban Pesach and uh, and roast it over a spit uh, and uh, and leave it you know the, the rest uh, and put it you know by its side so it looks like a spear and it says uh, he used to feed that to the uh, uh, the, the, he said Jews should uh, eat this on first night Pesach that's exactly what they used to do uh, as part of the, the service of the Korban Pesach uh, on, uh, on, on, on during the Seder night uh, so uh, the rabbis sent a message to him if you, wouldn't, if you weren't Toros uh, um, we would put you in excommunication you are feeding uh, Jewish people uh, holy meat outside uh, the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, and, uh, and and the Gemara says, listen, uh, what are you talking about? Kochim sakadatach. What are you talking kochim? This can't be kochim. Uh, it wasn't really. Uh, the, no one ever said that it was Koresh. Ella Ema. So what do we say? Uh, it says Karov Lachil et Yisrael Kochim Echutz. It's close uh, to making. It looks like almost. So it's close to being Kochim uh, Echutz, holy meat outside. Even though it obviously wasn't, but it's very close to it. Okay, uh, and so now we we look, we examine this and we say mukulos in she'ain mukulos law. So maybe it's only when uh, that it has to be in this you know with the, the insides or out and and next to the animal as we said like a spear which is why it's called like 
uh, armored uh, armored uh, goat okay uh, and it's only that that you're not allowed to eat that would be that is where the problem lies shame mukula's law and and where it's not uh, that you know if it hasn't got uh, these insides outside uh, of it uh, then we wouldn't have to worry about it so that uh, you know person if he doesn't roast it like that uh, so surely it's it's okay to eat uh, um, you know roasted meat on first night pesach so the answer is it doesn't make a difference when you do it in that exact way that they did in the Bad Amigdash uh, even if you kept quiet about it you didn't specifically say this is for Pesach and uh, or, you know and or even if you kept quiet both ways is problematic um However, when it's not done in the exact way of the Beit Hamikdash, uh, perish in. If you say this meat is for Pesach, problematic. Law perish. Law. Uh, if you don't say that it's for Pesach, uh, then it's not a problem. Okay. Uh, now we move on and Rav Acha Matni La Lahai Matnitin Rabbi Shimon. Uh, he uh, he teaches this uh, um, writer like Rabbi Shimon, uh, and he and he says that uh, as as, you know, as we had it in the name of Rabbi Yossi, but he teaches in the name of Rabbi Shimon. Uh, we'll see the significance of that in a second. Matkif La Rav Sheishit. Rav Sheishit said, uh, "I don't like that at all." Bishlama Laman Dama Tatani like Rabbi Yossi. We can understand this like Rabbi Yossi. Nicha, that's good. Okay, as we're going to see in a second, why? But you can't teach it like Rabbi Shimon. Uh, it doesn't make sense like Rabbi Shimon. Why? Uh, because uh, there is a, a dispute in, in another area of uh, of halakha, totally separate uh, dispute, uh, where one, if you say something uh, about, for example, you want to make something holy, uh, and you say, I want to bring a mincha of, of, of barley, a voluntary mincha of barley, uh, and uh, you, you say that statement. Now, that's statement doesn't make sense. Why? Uh, because um, a, a, a mincha has to be made of wheat. There are very few uh, menachot uh, that are made of barley. The omer is one of them and the, the, the mincha of the sota is one of them. But those are not uh, voluntary offerings. Those are, are specifically designated offerings uh, and, and you're commanded in these specific situations in the omer or when the woman is a sota going through the sota process uh, that you bring those. However, if a normal person says I'm bringing a, bringing a voluntary offering of barley, uh, mincha of barley, uh, it doesn't make sense. He said uh, uh, two contradictory statements. Uh, the rabbis say uh, what you have to do if a person says that statement, uh, you have to bring uh, a meal offering of wheat. Why? Because uh, that's what we know is, is a toface lashon rishon. Uh, we say he must mean, when he said I want to bring a mincha uh, we stop him there, we say okay, that's what he wants to bring a mincha, a mincha is of wheat and we ignore the last part of the statement that's what the rabbis say however uh, as we learned in that Mishnah uh, Rabbi Shimon it's a mincha in Menachot um, says uh, Poter uh, Rabbi Shimon says uh, he is exempt why? Uh, because you don't uh, he says mincha uh, you haven't done it in the way normal people uh, donate things in other words when he say mincha offering of barley he says it's a, a, a whole a whole statement and he he says uh, that, that's impossible to bring. Once you say a mincha offering of barley, there's no such thing. Once you say there's no such thing, you don't have to bring an offering at all. The same thing with Pesach, uh, when he t- talks about it, uh, he says, um, 
you can only bring a living uh, animal, uh, and uh, that, that's what you can do. Once it's already been uh, uh, on on the spit, uh, you can say like uh, you know if it's there's meat is for Pesach uh, and it's already uh, 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 shechted and everything like that, uh, it doesn't make sense, and the meat has no holiness at all uh, in terms of it. So you know it's, uh, in 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 terms of that, so you know that's um. There wouldn't even be a question uh, over here uh, in terms of this. So now, Hamar lay Ravina le Ravashi. So Ravina says Ravashi, Uman did Matnila Karabiosi Minecha. Is it so clear according to the opinion of Raviosi, uh, as uh, Rabbiosi as well? Uh, it says Vamaraba. Uh, and Rabbi says, Rabbi Shimon, Vishitat Rabbi Yossi Amra. Uh, Rabbi Shimon said, like uh, his statement in, in accordance with Rabbi Yossi says, uh, What does Rabbi Yossi say? Uh, because Rabbi Yossi says, Amar, Afakumar, Devarav, Adam Nitpas. A person is literally caught uh, uh, by the last thing that he says as well. So that's Rabbi Yossi's opinion uh, that a person says that you have to look at both points of a person's statement. A person uh, says things, he doesn't say things for nothing and therefore you have to look at both halves of his statements so when a guy says a mincha of uh, barley uh, that he also means that the, the specific case uh, in terms of uh, where you know, that, that we're talking about uh, over here uh, in, in in this instance where Rabbi Yossi specifically says he doesn't mention uh, the uh, uh, the case about a mincha of barley uh, in this case he's talking about a uh, this animal he says should be a shlamim and should be uh, an olah and a shlamim, uh, he says. So now, uh, in terms of this, if you just say the animal uh, is a, uh, a an ola, uh, and therefore the animal becomes an ola, and the shlamim uh, status of it bounces off, because an animal, an ola, gets totally burned up, a shlamim uh, gets treated and splits up amongst uh, the kwanim, the owner, and as well as the altar. Okay, so uh, this is what we're talking about here. So that's the only thing. Rabbi Yossi, in this uh, instance, what he says, you have to uh, take both parts of the statement into account, and therefore the animal has got a dual status. Now, obviously, that means you can't bring it. Uh, what do you have to do? Uh, you have to wait till the animal gets a blemish, and then you have to redeem it, and you have to buy, use the money to buy an ola, and the money to buy a shlamin. Okay, and in this instance, Rabbi Shimon is, uh, you know, is uh, like the last thing we said in terms of uh, Rabbi Yossi, uh, as we said, yeah, he's talking about a, a, a meal offering of barley, a mincha of barley. So he says, uh, surely you have to take both statements into account. So we see that it's not so clear uh, that this doesn't work just according to Rabbi Shimon, but also shouldn't work according to Rabbi Yossi. Uh, and therefore, my love, uh, Rabbi Shimon, Savalak Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, Namasavalak Rabbi Shimon, surely we hold says the Gemara, there's the question uh, that because Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi that you have to take both statements into account, both elements of a person's statement into account, even though they're contradictory Rabbi Yossi also holds uh, like Rabbi Shimon, uh, that if you don't do something in a normal way of doing it, uh, that's a meaningless thing so it says, law, not necessarily Rabbi Shimon, Sava like Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi the law, Rabbi, Sh- uh, Rabbi Yossi, Sava like Rabbi Shimon uh, no, even though Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yossi does not hold uh, like Rabbi Shimon. 
Now, uh, we just go back uh, to, to what we had uh, learned before. Ibalhu, uh, a question uh, about what we said. Toros, Ishromi, Gavar Rabahava, or Bal Egrofi Hava. Was he a, a, a good guy? Uh, you know, a very uh, a person that was uh, knowledgeable and, and taught uh, people a lot. Gavar Rabba, a great uh, person in scholarship. Or was he just a, a, a tough guy? And, and people just wanted to keep out of his way. And he, he kind of uh, threw his weight around and uh, force people uh, into into listening to him you know uh, uh, that that kind of person that controls the community uh, that uh, is, is controls by force uh, rather than by scholarship okay and uh, because you know everyone was too scared of him uh, to to stand up to him so you know which, which one was it so tashma uh, uh, so we see that uh, the, the first proof uh, is the fact that he uh, taught uh, in public uh, Toros Ishromi uh, taught the following Maru Hanania Mishael Azaria. What did Hanania Mishael and Azaria see? Shemasru Atman al Kiddush Hashem, Likiv Shana Aish. They went and they, they said, Listen, we prepared to die in the Nebuchadnezzar's uh, large fire, and uh, he threw them in uh, to this large fire. By a miracle, uh, they all survived uh, in this uh, Kivshana Aish. Uh, and uh, we see that uh, they were willing to die, they actually never died. How do, why did they see to do that? And uh, the question is whether it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't proper uh, over there, but uh, they, they felt that they were going to take a stand uh, in terms of it, even though it wasn't proper Avodah it's, it's, it's dealt with elsewhere in the Gemara, uh, not here. In any case, Nashru, uh, Kavachom uh, Batman. What did they say? They, they said it's a Kavachom uh, from, uh, they, they drew this Kavachom themselves, Fadim, from the frogs in Egypt. Uh, Okay, Uma, um, uh, as we see in uh, in Parshat Vayera, uh, 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 we see the, the the plague of frogs. Uma tafadim she'ain mutin al kiddush Hashem. Frogs aren't com- commanded to uh, do uh, kiddush Hashem to sanctify Hashem's name. Ketiv behu uvav valu, and the frogs came and they went bevaytecha and they went into the houses, etc. Betanurecha and they went into the ovens. Misharotecha and they also went uh, in in the beds and everything like that, and the ovens and it says and the kneading bowls as well. Okay, uh, and uh, so they they weren't commanded. They, they all they had to swarm all over, uh, and uh, it says uh, where are these kneading bowls? Uh, you know the the misharotecha. Aimatai misharot metziot etaltanur you find the mixing bowls right next to the oven uh, and I, it's, it's very hot uh, over there and uh, you, you, what do you have to say when the, when the mixing uh, the, the, when the oven is hot that's when you have the mixing bowl there uh, it says so we know that the frogs went into the ovens they were told to go into the ovens the frogs went into the ovens uh, and uh, they didn't have to go into the ovens they, they decided to, to go into the ovens to sanctify God's name uh, so too uh, they, they and the frogs weren't commanded to do so uh, you know to, to do Kiddush Hashem they said uh, go to the ovens uh, in, you know, in, into the ovens uh, and the kneading bowls. So they said, like, you know, they didn't necessarily have to go into the ovens. Maybe they, you know, the ovens could have been cold. We say no, the ovens were hot. So they they weren't uh, commanded uh, on Kiddush Hashem, but they they were told to do this. So they did. They died for it. Uh, therefore, what we should be done is Anu Shemitzuvin Al Kiddush Hashem. We are commanded to do Kiddush Hashem. So we too. 
should uh, be killed in a fiery furnace, the Kivshana Aish. Uh, and therefore, so Toros in this instance is uh, uh, teaching Torah uh, amongst a whole lot of people, which shows that he is a great person. Okay, another uh, uh, thing uh, which shows that he is good. Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin Amar Matil Malay Lekis. So what he used to do, he used to uh, buy and do commerce uh, and, and put money into the into the the kiss. Shal Tamidei Chachamim Haya. So he used to put money into their purses. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, he said, Kol Matil Malay Lekis the Tamidei Chachamim. If you put money into their their purse, I you you do business uh, with them. Zoche Yosheiv. Yeshivat Shamala, you are you rewarded and you sit in the yeshiva of heaven. Shnema kibetzel chokma abetzel hakesef. The the pasuk in uh, um, Kohelet says in the sh- in the shadow of wisdom is a shadow of money. In other words, if you give uh, if you do business with Tamid and Chachamim, you'll be brought into the shadow of wisdom. All right, uh, the Mishnah then goes and uh, says, next Mishnah, uh, on a place where they would light uh, a lamp on the on Yom Kippur, Madlikin, then you would light a lamp. We're going to see the reason for that in a second. In a place where there's custom not to light a lamp on Yom Kippur, you don't light it. Madlikin, ever, in any case, you light it in the shuls, Vata, in Midrashot, in the places where you learn uh, in dark alleyways so people don't fall and hurt themselves and you also light uh, light for sick people so in all those places there's no question that you light light now the Gemara says Tanan Tana, sorry, we learned in a, a brighter Bain Shamru Ladlik, Bain Shamru Lushulor Ladlik, whether it says that you had to light or uh, it says that you don't light. Shneim Devarachad Nidkavnu. They're both trying to achieve the same uh, the, the same uh, outcome for that. What's that? I'm uh, Rav Yeshua, and Rav Yeshua says Darish Rava in Rava's name. But Amech Kulam Tzadikim Leolam Yeshuaites. The 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 people are all righteous. Okay, they will inherit uh, the land forever. Bain Shamru Ladlik. Uh, whether they said you should light or whether they said you specifically shouldn't light, uh, they both had the same intention. What is that? Uh, in the place where... Um Yom Kippur, one of the, the prohibitions against Yom Kippur, you should not have Tashmish uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, if you are in a lit place, uh, a place with light on, uh, you should not have Tashmish you shouldn't engage in marital relations, and therefore, you specifically lit a light to remind the husband and wife uh, that they can't have marital relations because of the light. <clears throat> the other opinion says, no, you don't light. Uh, if the husband and wife uh, can't even see each other, uh, then they're not going to be attracted to one another another uh, and therefore that that would uh, decrease uh, the chance of uh, marital relations Tashimishamita, and therefore uh, that's why they said uh, that you should not uh, light uh, you know not light a light but both of them had the same intention and the same uh, kavana i.e. not to uh, have Tashmish to, to try stop at all costs Tashmish Hamita uh, and another point uh, um, um uh, so you know, actually, let's uh, stop uh, there uh, because even though we're going to start, we're going to—it's a, a different topic. We talk about lighting a light for Yom Kippur. We're going to start saying uh, what to do for Avdala on a normal Shabbat, but that leads us onto a whole other uh, section. Uh, so let's actually stop it there. Everyone should have a great day.